Hey, hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Street Lace with Drea K. Alright, you guys, so on this episode, we are going to be talking about deadbeat fathers. Today was Father's Day, and it was a very, very, very difficult day for me. It was not difficult just because of my father, but it was difficult because, to be quite honest, my youngest daughter's father. You guys, what I love about this podcast is that I can just say whatever I want to say on it freely. It's not like TikTok where people can go back and pick it apart or Instagram or whatever else or heck, even a live that's forgotten after it's watched, you know, on here, I can just speak freely to you guys. By the way, I love you guys so much for all of your support and listening. It means the world to me. But to my little followers and people that are new, I was once married to my youngest child's father, my youngest daughter, and it was a very tumultuous relationship. If you want to know more about it to the new followers, I do speak on that relationship and female accountability. So if you already know, he has already put me through a world of crap personally as a woman um, from leaving me my entire pregnancy to dodging a DNA test for the first six months of my daughter's life, um, which formed a trauma bond, which led to what we need to talk about today. So I rushed down once he finally had reached out to me, I had rushed down to get a DNA test. So I was in mass and I drove about five hours down to Delaware, just to get a DNA test with this guy. Um, I initially paid for it. I had told him, you know, I already know you're her dad. So when this test comes back, you're going to give me the money back for that, which he did. Um, so technically he paid for the test. Um, the test, when we got it done about two weeks later, this was in May. When we got it back, it was about May 25th, May 26th of 2021. And she was indeed his child um, to the point where I literally wanted to put the results in a frame because it was like long overdue, almost a year and some change at that point of it being up in the air and him hiding behind the fact that he wasn't sure if she was his child or not by this DNA test. Well, now he has this beloved DNA test and now he has the physical proof that she is indeed his child. He was so excited that she was his child. He had invited me to come down there for her to meet the rest of his family. Um, and I ended up staying there. And about a month after that, we ended up getting married. And like I said in a previous episode, um, what despite my stomach turning, despite me knowing that I should not have married him, I did it because he got her out the car that day when we went to the courthouse and he said, I'm going to make mommy an honest woman. And one of the manipulation tactics that he used to convince me to, to marry him, because trust me, I tried to get out of it multiple times, um, was the fact that he couldn't take back the time that he had already missed in our daughter's life. But he had vowed not only to me, but to her that day that he was always going to be there moving forward. Now, looking back in hindsight, of course, when I first found out I was pregnant, he also promised that he was going to be there for the entire pregnancy and this and that, which obviously turned out not to be the truth. 
So can I say I'm necessarily surprised? No. Does it hurt any less? Absolutely not. I didn't have a father growing up. And then I had my first daughter, who's now about to be 10, and she didn't have her father. I can say now that me and her father do have a pretty decent relationship. There's a lot of respect between the both of us, so I have nothing negative to say about him. But to be a fatherless child, then to have a child that was fatherless already, there was nowhere in my plans to have a child eight years later that was also going to be fatherless. And then to marry that child's father, and okay, our marriage didn't work out, we got divorced, we both obviously know we should have never married each other, but for now my child to continue not to have a father again, it makes me sick to my stomach. It makes me incredibly frustrated because this guy, you guys, he thinks this is all just one big joke to now he is denying the paternity test we already got done. And once he denied it initially, when I had found out through his other baby mom that has his three daughters, she had told me, this is right after we got divorced, she was like, yeah, now he's saying that, you know, y'all daughter isn't his, that the test was fake. I'm like, how is the test fake? It's not a piece of paper that just got printed out. This is something that you can literally log in and get the results right there. You know, I got all the emails, the, the feedback, how was your purchase, the whole nine yards. Sent it to him multiple times, sent it to his father, his his mother, his auntie, her, whoever wanted it, you know, to prove the point. Like, she definitely is his child. Like, where is this coming from? And why would you wait until after we got divorced to play this card again? And it's such a nasty card to play because before you were able to play the card because you didn't have the DNA test. Now you have the DNA test and you're denying her again. And mind you, my heart hurts because you have to understand there's this beautiful little girl that had her father day in and day out for seven months straight. That's how long my very silly marriage lasted. Um, She had her father for day in and day out to now abruptly not having him at all, but not just not having him at all. He video chatted her once, once we left. And this is after, after me knowing that and him denying that he denied her, um, he just abruptly, once he got the new girlfriend, decided to just no longer be a part of her life. Then we talked again and I called him out on it. You know, what is your problem? You're looking real crazy out here. Da da da. He said, all right, well, you're right. I'm going to start sending some money every week. Even if it's $10, don't say nothing. I said, look, I don't even care about the money, dude. Like as long as you call your daughter, check on your daughter, make sure she's good. Just something, be consistent. He said, all right, never heard from him again after that. Never heard from him again. So at that point, I said, look, between me and you, if you don't want to be a dad, that's fine. Just let me get sole custody. No, no, no. I just need another DNA test done through the courts. I just, I just, that's what I need. So now he was playing the saying what everybody else was saying, basically up to that point. So now I'm just crushed. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. But then I'm thinking to myself, Why am I so stressed out about the fact that this dude wants to deny my child, right? Like, let's really be real here because we get right to it. It's straight laced with Dre K. What am I so tight about? This man does nothing for his daughter. He doesn't call to check on his daughter. He doesn't want to know if she's okay, if she's alive, if she's well, if she's being fed, what school she goes. He does nothing for his daughter. Not a diaper, not a wipe, not a pair of shoes, not not an outfit, not nothing. And there's supposed to be this massive battle about if he's hers, if she belongs to him or not. I think not. 
One, you know that this is your child. Two, who are you? What benefit do you bring in her life or hell, even my life, to where we need to fight tooth and nail like you're some famous basketball player or or athlete, um, doctor, somebody with all this money and all this th- these things that we could just benefit off of you if you were just her father. Like, I need to pin my child on, let's be real, a bum, a person that could provide her absolutely nothing. Because don't say, oh, it's more than money. I can provide her protection and this and that. You're literally absent in her life. You literally don't even call or text or nothing to see if your daughter's okay. Nothing. And I'm as a mom, I'm supposed to sit there and beg you, please care about your daughter. Please acknowledge her existence. Please stop denying my child. It's disgusting. And truth be told, it's real narcissistic. Like, that's your way of keeping a hold on me? That's your avenue by hurting her? So I kind of wonder, you guys, like, what do I tell my daughter when she gets older, you know? Sometimes I think I should just say, oh, well, you know, your dad died. Because I feel like that would be easier than trying to tell her the truth. Because what is the truth? Your dad wasn't there the first six months of your life. Then we got a DNA test. He found out that you were definitely his. Then he was there for seven months in your life. And then after we got divorced, he denied you again. Didn't care about the paternity test saying that you were his. And fell off. Just stopped wanting to be your dad. Didn't want nothing to do with you. And I think I said this in another podcast as well, where he would say stuff too towards the end and divorce, like, oh, I never want another kid. I don't want more kids. I don't want more kids. And I, and like I said, in another podcast, it was just kind of funny because it's like, you're saying you didn't, you don't want more kids, but you were playing house with a whole other woman that had a child that was supposed to be yours that ended up not being yours. So truth be told, did you not want more kids or did you just not want our daughter? And how hurtful is that? Like, you guys seriously listen to the other podcast if you're new to all of my already here followers, my fam, like my supporters. Listen, you guys already know what this man has done to me. So it's the level of freaking audacity. It's the level of delusion. It's the level of so much trauma. Like, it's not even funny. And it's kind of exhausting and I I said to myself you know because I am a woman of God right and I do understand that it's important to just give things to God put them in God's hands God will take care of it but we also have our flesh you know and so I sometimes I find myself and I was telling my spiritual advisor this like sometimes I find myself getting so frustrated in my flesh where I want to be petty and I want to be nasty. And speaking of being petty and being nasty, oh, I got nasty today. <laughs> I sent this dude so many deadbeat memes and curses behind out and sent the DNA test again for a friendly reminder. All out of my flesh. All out of being hurt from my daughter. Because to me, it's just like, how could you? How could you do this to her? How could you just stop acting like she exists anymore this same little girl you used to bathe change her diaper and teach how to walk and fed her and did the daycare tour and picked her up and dropped her off this little girl that have tons of pictures of her and her father at the park playing at six flags 
here and there, all the memories we created, they created together in that time period to now she just no longer exists to him. It's hard to fathom. It's hard to wrap your head around it. And people just want you to be quiet and just sit down and just take it and deal with it and just, you know, let it be okay. You're a single mom again. Deal with it. It's your fault. You should have chose better. Yeah, if I had a one-night stand with a guy and created a child, it's my fault. I should have chose better. I married this dude. I believe that I was going to have this family and my daughter was going to have her father. Trust me, if there was any inclination in my brain that said at the time that, oh, a couple months from now, she's going to be fatherless and I'm going to be a single mom again. Trust me, I would have saved myself the money, heartache, time and all of the above. But I didn't think that or know that or have that type of thought. But here we are in the reality that she won't have a father. She doesn't have a father. And honestly, y'all, I don't know if he's doing this on purpose because he just wants to hurt me. I I don't know. The sad part is it doesn't just stop with him. He was able to say, oh, nope, I'm going to deny those paternity tests and I'm going to tell everybody in my life she's not his. So he doesn't have anybody in his life that's like, hey, what you're doing is wrong. You already got a DNA test done. You know that child is yours. You were just married to her mom. You were just raising her for the seven months that you did. Nobody's saying anything. Everybody's just letting him ride out. To the point his oldest daughter um, got disrespectful with me when I addressed her about a separate issue. And said, oh, go get a DNA test, dummy. Like, little girl, like what? Not only is the DNA test already done... You and your sister share the same last name. No, she doesn't. <laughs> your dad is really out here lying to everybody, huh? And it's, and the, and again, I just want to go back to the part where it's like, it's all this fight over a bomb. Over somebody that cannot benefit or provide whatsoever. And if I'm going to be real with you guys, then I have to tell it all. This same little girl that's going so hard, this 20-year-old that was going so hard and being so disrespectful towards me was the same one that had so much to say about how both her parents failed her, how she had to raise her other two sisters herself, how their mother did drugs in front of them and slept with multiple guys in front of them, how their own father sold their mother drugs. The middle child would come to me and talk to me and tell me about how they never had a home-cooked meal. They grew up eating cheese steaks from the local corner store. And I'm sitting over there like a dumb behind wife, already stuck in the situation, so trying to make the best of it, trying to force this guy to be a father, y'all. When his daughters would come up from Georgia, his youngest, the one that's I think is 12, she had her hair cut. I had did her hair, took me a couple hours to do her hair, and then she had like this back part of her hair that needed to be shaved. This guy was sucking his teeth. Hey, can you go see how your, your daughter's lives are doing? Ah, it's too much work. Ah, don't bother me. I'll get up and cut her hair when I feel like it. Hey, school's about to start. Your kids need shoes and stuff like that. Like, cause you like we should do that. We should make that happen. You just, just whatever. Like, we could just mail it down there. Mind your business. Let let me worry about my kids. I got this. Then on the times that I would send his other baby mom money, he would curse me out about that. That could have bought me this. That could have bought me that. You want to send her money? You just don't know how to mind your business. Then turn right around and get on the phone with the baby mom and say, oh, yeah, I sent you some money. 
And I'm sitting there like, what? I just got cursed out about the money. I sent the money. And you're going to sit up there. And, and it came from my cash app. But you're going to sit up here and tell her right in front of me that you sent her that money. And I sent her money multiple times. Is she speaking up for me? Is she being woman enough to say, hey, what you're doing to Drea and her daughter is dead wrong? No. When I looked out for her and her children and they weren't my kids. <laughs> it's like my life has just been like a never ending like journey of just straight up betrayal turned with, oh, Dre is the bad guy. Dre is the one that's wrong. I know I say it hurts because it does. And it's like, you're not human if you don't get why it hurts. You know, like if you, you can't have empathy towards me of why I feel the way that I feel. But at the same time, I am unbelievably strong. I do bust my behind for my children. I can honestly tell you that both of my daughters are very spoiled, very loved. They don't need or want for anything. My baby girl is a little giant. She's talking more and more every day, full of smiles. She's super spicy, um, but they're good. And like I, you know, like I always say, the way I see it, I don't have any other choice but to be the best mom that I can be because I'm all they got. Everywhere I look to turn and have help or trust somebody, I'm getting stabbed in the back. And these days, people don't even stab you in the back anymore. They look you straight in your eyes and stab you. It's kind of evil. It's like, it's kind of creepy if you think about it. I actually just got a little bit of a vision of somebody like stabbing you in your stomach and then just staring at you and their head slightly turning like a crazy person. Because that's what it feels like. It's just like, what in the world is going on out here? How are people able to consciously do the things that they do? And how are they able to sleep at night over these things? It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. People sit up here, oh, you're bitter and you're this and you're that. No. Nobody cares about this guy, my ex-husband and his new girlfriend. We already talked about that in other podcasts. We don't care about that. We're past that. People live. People learn. People take different times and ways to heal. You know what I'm saying? That was a per- that was everything I felt towards that marriage and all that. That was a personal note between me and him and that marriage. Me as a woman. This podcast right here, this episode right here that I'm talking about, this is for my child. My child don't have a father for no other reason than he just don't want to be there. But he's delusional, so he doesn't want to accept the fact that he doesn't want to be there. He somehow needs to hold on to the idea that He's this good father that wants to be a part of his children's life to where the other baby mom is manipulated and the other girls of his are manipulated. So what does that tell me? Seems like I got the better end of the stick. Seems like my daughter here has the better end of the stick. Because as long as her father's not around, she's not going to be manipulated into loving this man that doesn't provide anything beneficial to her life, that doesn't care about her first day of school or her first dance recital or her soccer game or her basketball games or her first modeling gig or whatever she decides to do as she gets grows older. He's not going to care about any of that. He's not going to be at any graduation. It's not a concern of his. <laughs> I'm trying to hold back the tears, but it kind of like, it don't make sense that people have children in this world 
they own flesh and blood and they don't they don't care about them. And I know why it made me so emotional because check out childhood trauma, check out motherless child. I've been there myself and it's just something that I never ever ever wanted for my children. Never. Like I said, my oldest child's father, he wasn't there for a long time, but I stayed patient with him and me and him have a very decent should I say cordial relationship with one another now he's not all the way active in his child's life but he's definitely made a lot of changes and I'm grateful for that and one thing I give him too is he never denied my oldest child and he had every reason to because that's back when I was young and he was that one night stand I was just talking about and he still never denied his child regardless of being there for or not. I just feel like to deny your child is just some like the most disrespectful, most vile thing that you can do. You don't want to be there, don't be there. You don't have to deny her. You don't have to act like she doesn't exist or hide behind 15 DNA tests because, again, we're going to get the court test done. It's going to, of course, say that he's her dad again. I have the birth certificate with her last name being his now, which I also regret. And when I go for full custody, I'm definitely going to make sure that he has to pay to get that changed back to my last name. But he's still going to deny her. He's still going to deny her. And he's putting up this fight. Oh, oh, oh. you're not even going to show up to court when I go for full custody. You know? I think that's the part that's, like, real sad. But it's like, it is what it is. Some things hurt so deep. Some burdens are so great and so heavy to bear that you really don't have no choice but to move on with life. You really don't have no choice but to 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 give it to God and put it in God's hands because some things happen to you that are just so ugly and so atrocious that you can either spend your days... You, having sleepless nights, spending your days dwelling on it, basking in it, drowning in it, or you can spend your days trying to do something about it, making the best out of it. That's it. That's all you can really do. And that's why I come on here and I talk about these type of topics and I talk about these type of situations because I want you guys to heal with me, you know? If you know a single mom, tell her to come listen to this episode if she's in a similar situation. If you know a deadbeat dad that just doesn't get it and you feel like if he heard this episode, he might want to do something differently for his child, bring him over to this episode, share it with him. Because something's got to give, right? In the meantime, like I said, give it to God. Give it to God and just be the best parent that you can be, whether you're a single mom or a single dad. And as far as what we tell these kids when they get older, I guess all we can do is tell them the truth. And they'll do with it as they please. And they'll learn no matter what what the truth is because the truth never changes. So she'll be old enough one day to see her father for who he is. 
She may never even want to reach out to him after he missed out on her entire life. Just understand that you're the parent that's there. People can say whatever they want to say about you. But if you're the parent that is taking care of your kids, they can literally choke on a rock, y'all. Don't let no person that don't care about their children ever try to tell you about who you are as a person. Just don't work like that. But y'all, that's really it. That's my spiel. That's all I got for today. I really appreciate you guys listening. I really, really appreciate all of y'all's support. It means the world to me. And I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Straight Lace with Dre K. Bye.